After a day off, we're back with some NBA action. The NCAA tournament ended. NBA didn't want to compete with them. We've seen that a lot over the course of that tournament, but that means a big Tuesday slate, which we don't normally get. Usually there's like three, four-game NBA slates today. Almost everybody's in action. And of course, with just a week left in the regular season, really, really lengthy injury reports for us to hit on. Do us a favor, like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Any questions or comments you have, leave them below in the comment section. Also, today's show is sponsored by Prize Picks. If you guys have not signed up, you could use the promo code Osmo. Get yourself to a hundred dollar bonus on your first deposit and one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum when you sign up using our promo code. But Adam, we don't have much time to waste because the injury report is long, and we don't want to be here recording this for thirty minutes. So, starting with the Orlando Magic, they have Suggs is questionable. They've got Franz Wagner questionable. Schofield is out. Gary Harris is out. Wendell Carter Jr. is out. And Cole Anthony is out. My personal feelings at this point, anybody who the magic list is questionable, probably not playing. Uh, do you feel the same way? And then what can we expect from any potential uh, value from Orlando? Yeah, I mean, that's generally how I see it. I do think that with guys like Suggs and Wagner, it would surprise me a little bit less if they play just because they are in their rookie year. There is, you know, merit to just getting them NBA minutes down the stretch. Um, so I don't know, maybe a little bit act like a little bit more real i don't know how to phrase that um more more legitimate q, q tags on those guys but if they're out uh, it opens up a lot here and it becomes really interesting because i still don't think that you just get markel Fultz like unleashed i don't really think they have any incentive to do that so i'm assuming he would still play around 22 minutes with all of the usage in the world but you would still have a lot of minutes to fill i assume they would go to guys like rj hampton like uh devin kennedy who you know it's not like they're great point per minute fantasy guys but they are also really cheap and right now we don't have a ton of cheap value on this slate so 3600 hampton you have uh, iggy brasdakis who could pick up a ton of minutes he played a lot uh, in their last game he's only 3200 devin kennedy is 3k flat you could certainly see plenty of playing time for those guys and then also um if Suggs and wagner are both out it probably solidifies chuma okiki's minutes because uh we had seen him play a lot when wendell carter was out previously but like if you look at the last game he split 48 minutes with mo wagner where wagner was on the uh winning end of of that minute split i think if you take out Suggs and you take out franz wagner it's likely that you get plenty of mo wagner alongside okiki as well yeah and then one other thing i'll point out before we move on is that if we do see a lot of these players out Kennedy played 30 minutes last game and at his price is he a good fantasy producer i don't know almost certainly not but 30 minutes from somebody cheap it's going to be hard to not make them look at least somewhat enticing, particularly as a point guard. Uh, next team to hit on here, another Florida team, the Miami Heat. No Jimmy Butler for us to talk about on the injury report, but that doesn't mean that half the rest of the team isn't there because Caleb Morton, Kyle Lowry, P.J. Tucker, uh, Markeith Morris, Gabe Vincent, and Dwayne Dedman are all listed as questionable. Do you think this is a situation we could find some value from with half the rotation questionable? I think it depends how many guys end up sitting. Like last game, for example, Victor Oladipo played 28 minutes, but that was a game where you didn't have Jimmy Butler, you didn't have P.J. Tucker, you didn't have Gabe Vincent. They might have been missing one other guy as well. Um, and you know, obviously Oladipo has had his issues in terms of production this year as well. But if you take out half of this rotation, you're probably getting decent minutes for him in a good matchup at 5,600. Similarly, you know, if tucker is out and vincent is out and martin is in you could get plenty of minutes for a 3300 martin um any number of these guys being out should help to solidify playing time for max Struess. but the guys that are questionable for the most part 
it's more so how many minutes do they open up than what level of production, because the only guy that really matters from a production standpoint is Kyle Lowry, uh, not a high usage guy, but if he's out, you do get more assist opportunities for Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler, and you probably also get a couple of extra minutes for Tyler Hero. All right, let's get out of Florida, find some simpler injury reports to hit on. The next one is the Chicago Bulls. Zach Levine was added to the injury report as questionable, considering that this is for left knee soreness, and it's been an issue that's been ongoing. Him being downgraded in the middle of the day, that that indicates to me he's probably a little more likely to sit than he is to play in this spot. Uh, so Zach Levine, we've seen him miss some games. What can we expect if he's not in the lineup today? It opens up more opportunities for Vooch and the Rosen. Um, Vooch, or both of those guys already look pretty decent at their price points, Vooch in particular, but they would look a little bit better if Levine is out. Then I think it just helps to solidify playing time for Alex Caruso, Iota Sunmu, Kobe White, Patrick Williams. None of those guys necessarily look like top tier you know priorities on this slate especially assuming that more value does open up between now and lock but they are also all cheap you know caruso is the most expensive of those four on DraftKings at 4500 we've seen more playing time recently from williams at 3800 white is only 3900 the soon moves only 4k so it just increases the likelihood that one of those guys ends up running into a pretty big game here yeah, I kind of like when it's questionable players from playoff-bound teams, so we know that there's going to be a little bit less of you know weirdness going on, and that's something we have here with the Atlanta Hawks. If somebody's questionable and they are actually on the injury report, I, I feel better saying like this is a legitimate injury as opposed to a team like the Magic or whatever we're just kind of guessing what's going on there. But the Atlanta Hawks, Bogdan Bogdanovich, he's questionable. Played Danilo Gallinari, also questionable. The team's been starting Timothy Luau Cabarro. Hasn't been great in the role. Hasn't been terrible either. Would you expect him to continue to start for the Hawks tonight? And what else could potentially be appealing here? Yeah, I mean, for now, I don't really know what to do other than to expect him to start since we have seen that be the case. Um, but Gallo, I still would expect to be in the closing lineup, especially if the game is competitive. Um, you had, actually, you had, Bogdan so you didn't have TLC or Gallinari in the closing lineup last game. Um, so I guess I should phrase that. I think Gallinari would be more likely to close than TLC, assuming that that Gallinari is in. Um, but you still certainly, if Bogdanovich is in, could see him in that closing lineup instead. Um, but I think that you know Gallinari's main impact is just on how many minutes you're giving to a $3,400 Luau Cabarro. Bogdanovich has a little bit bigger impact because uh, he potentially, like if he's out, it increases the production that you expect for Trey Young, in addition to solidifying minutes for Herder, Hunter, Gallo, potentially you know DeLon Wright. So I think Bogdanovich has a little bit bigger role individually. And then if both of those guys are out, you are looking at, you know, big minutes most likely for Herder, Hunter, uh, more minutes for TLC and DeLon Wright as well. All right, let's hit on the key, the well, the biggest name who has been ruled out recently, DeJounte Murray. I, I thought he was going to be back in the lineup by now, if nothing else, than because they keep saying he's going to play and he's probable, and then he just gets ruled out like 20 minutes before a game start or whatever. But for today, they actually ruled him out in advance for this game against Denver. So with no DeJounte Murray in the mix, fairly difficult matchup against the Nuggets. We do have Jakob Pertl coming back into the lineup. The last couple of games have still kind of been walks in the park for San Antonio because they played against Portland. But what do you see from this team without DeJounte Murray? Is just going to be is it going to be Trey Jones playing all the point guard minutes he could handle, or is it or is it something else? Yeah. So this is another team, like you mentioned with Atlanta, where I think you can actually feel pretty good about minutes projections on these guys because San Antonio is playing for something they, they're trying to hold off the lakers obviously the lakers are making that pretty easy but they're trying to hold them off for the the final spot in the playing game so like my first 
like the first reaction for me is always when Murray gets ruled out is like, oh, great. The Spurs are going to do something crazy with minutes, but they're trying to win. It's it's a legit illness. Murray tweeted he's lost like seven to eight pounds. They're not playing, you know, they're not playing games here. So I don't think there's any reason to think barring injury, foul trouble, or just unbelievably bad performance, that Trey Jones isn't playing north of 30 minutes. He's a point nine to point or to one fantasy point per minute guy without Murray and White on the floor. He looks like the best value that we have right now and not surprisingly is far and away projected to be the highest owned guy on DraftKings. I think that makes sense. But then you also get, you know, increased production for Keldon Johnson. Uh, Jakob Pertle likely to play north of 30 minutes. Devin Vassell is close to a fantasy point per minute guy without Murray or White. And then one guy that Lofty mentioned this morning that I think is interesting as well, especially if more value doesn't open up, is Lonnie Walker at 4K. He has a 27.5% usage rate without Murray or White on the floor this year. And he has been behind Josh Primo in the rotation. But it's a situation where if Lonnie Walker Walker is coming out there and actually knocking down shots. There's no real reason that Pop wouldn't find a few more minutes for him in a game that they need to win. So I think that Jones is the very clear number one beneficiary, but you do also see an uptick for any one of Keldon Johnson, Jakob Hurdle, Vassell, Walker, you know, even to some extent, Josh Richardson. Yeah, and I'll give out a little bit of ownership information for the people because I believe that you guys are going to like this video and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just yeah, but believing in the good naturedness of people watching, Trey Jones is projected right now for 64% ownership on FanDuel and 61 on DK. So what Adam was saying before, by far the most popular play on the slate right now. Potential for more value to open up, and you'll see as we move on here, the next one, the New Orleans Pelicans. Jonas Valanciunas is questionable to play. He has been on the injury report quite a bit lately, uh, dealing with an ankle injury. He's been able to tough out these injuries more often than not, but in the event he isn't able to play, how do you think New Orleans is going to is going to allocate those front court minutes? Because it is a little trickier than it was earlier in the season because Larry Nance is in the picture now. Yeah, I think it's really difficult. Um, we got kind of a blueprint last game, but it would be I'd feel more confident in what we saw last game if Joe Val just hadn't played at all in the second half. But he did play in the third quarter. Uh, we still did not see uh, Billy Hernan Gomez in the rotation at all. Jackson Hayes frequently has been um, essentially backing up. Joe Val at this point. And then we got 28 minutes from Larry Nance. The fact that Larry Nance played 28 minutes is huge to me because it suggests he's not limited. Uh, he's only 3,400 on DraftKings. Even if Joe Val is in, as long as he's not getting much ownership, I think that Nance is kind of interesting in the, you know, just because he could get 22 to 24 minutes at a very cheap price tag. But based on the playing time we saw, my assumption if Joe Val is out and also the matchup, you know, the fact that Sacramento doesn't have a particularly big front court. I think there's a good chance that you would see Devontae Graham move into the starting lineup, Jackson Hayes start at center, and Larry Nance be the backup. Uh, you, alternatively, you could just get Larry Nance starting alongside Jackson Hayes. That would also work here. Um, so I think that's likely. And it basically just creates a situation where uh, Billy Hernan Gomez at 3,100 has slate winning potential, even if he's the backup center. Like if he plays 18 minutes as the backup, he looks really good. But assuming he's not starting, I would have a really difficult time feeling confident in that because I think there's a good chance that you get the center minute split between Hayes and Nance, and then you just get more minutes going to whatever combination of Najee Marshall, uh, Devontae Graham, Jose Alvarado, you know, guys like that, and you just get kind of smaller lineups from the Bills. And now let's hit on the final injury uh, to talk about the entire day and potentially the most significant one because for the Lakers, both LeBron James and Anthony Davis are listed as questionable. Now, for the longest time, I thought, whatever the Lakers do in the last month of the season, it doesn't really matter too much because they're going to be in the play-in game regardless. 
What I didn't realize is that they were going to win zero games because <laughs> zero games was problematic to them sticking in the playoff picture. And that's what happened. They've won like one game in the last month or two games or something like that. So as a result, they're fairly unlikely to make the playing game at this point. LeBron and AD, they've both been banged up. We were talking before LeBron. You think there's a good chance that the ankle injury is pretty significant. I tend to agree. The ankle roll from last week looked pretty bad. And then Anthony Davis, too. If you watch these Lakers games, AD comes off the court. He takes his shoe off immediately. He starts rubbing his foot. So I don't think either of them are at 100% right now. The only reason I even think LeBron wants to be on the court at all right now is he needs to play in a couple more games just to qualify for the scoring title. So for today's game against the Suns, where the Lakers are probably not all, not all that likely to win, would there be any value to be had here if LeBron and AD don't suit up? I mean, if they both sit, then yeah. Like, it would open up, it would make it more likely that Dwight Howard plays a nice chunk of minutes. You are going up against a traditional front court or traditional center position with Aiton and McGee slash Diambo. Uh, so it's not a spot where I would expect, you know, Howard to, to get benched unless he's playing extremely bad. Um, if Davis is out, those minutes should become a little bit more secure. It would make, you know, Carmelo Anthony look a little bit better. You're talking about a lot more usage from Malik Monk. You're talking about Russell Westbrook at least having a higher ceiling, even though he's still like correctly priced. Uh, but that's assuming both of those guys are out. If you get a case where LeBron is out and Davis is in, I think it still is kind of a situation where like, yeah, Davis would look a little bit better, but it would still be difficult on a 12 game slate to be putting much stock in getting to, you know, a lot of like Westbrook or Monk or, or Anthony or anything. All right, that is going to do it for us. One more time, guys, do us a favor, like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. NBA season is almost over. Baseball almost upon us. We're going to be doing some more content for that. If you're signing up at Prize Picks for the first time, which they cover multiple sports, NBA, MLB also be in the mix, amongst other things that I've never even heard of. I'll look on there's like disc golf and like other weird Olympic sports and whatnot. They've got everything over there. Sign up for the first time using the promo code Osmo. Get us up to a $100 bonus on your first deposit and one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum.